Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Hold on. So right before you turn, right before, yeah, we have to address something. Hey, David. Right, yeah. Right before you hit record, yeah, I heard muttered under your breath, uh huh, "Sad Robot David." Yep. What's that, dude? Like, what is Sad Robot David? Oh, it's um, it's who you become when I'm not here. Okay. Are you, are you referring to the last two episodes of our podcast? I am. You did an admiral job. Admirable. Ad, you were an admiral in the U.S. Navy. What are you doing? You did a great job by yourself. I could not do this show by myself. Well, I will attempt to by not letting you talk for the next 30 minutes. Well, according, no. according to you, apparently, I'm a sad robot, so apparently yeah. I can't do it by myself either. No, 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 no. No, no you did great. But, but... Um, because of the lack of banter, it was mostly you sharing like stats and stuff, it's, it's, which yeah. is fine, which is good. You and and I thought what you shared was good, but you were you just can't, you seemed sad, and I was I was touched by that because I felt like I am the one that brings you joy, and so I'm back, and so you're welcome. No, none of that was going on. So. <laughs> The setup here at your place, we're, yeah. we're at Chateau Montague, like we talked about. I made the drive. By the way, beautiful home. Thank you. You guys built a beautiful home out here. It's a nice neighborhood, but oh my gosh, is it far away. <laughs> like, I made yeah. sure to wait till after traffic was done and everything, and I drove yeah. out here, and I kept looking down at the GPS, like, I gotta be getting close, and it was like, nope, go over this hill, right? Then yeah. cross through the labyrinth, uh-huh. right? Then go through the Hogwarts dungeons, right? And then over the prairies of Oz, yes. and then through the Lincoln Tunnel, that's not here. And then eventually you'll get to the Montague house. Okay. It's out here, man. I don't know how regular we're going to be able to get together, but yeah. So so let me tell you why I sound like a sad robot, apparently, according to you. Yeah. It's not because you weren't there. Mm. But I do miss you, and it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Okay. But uh, the setup is very different from what we have here at Chateau Montague. So here we're like in a in a room with a microphone that we share and like we can be a little louder because i'm not worried about waking people up or anything and the microphone is a much higher quality microphone when i'm at home i'm in my little room yeah it's hot in there i can't turn the fan on because it picks up all the noise i'm using my like xbox gaming headset Mm -hmm. microphone and it's not that good so i feel like i can't be too loud because the microphone's close to my face so i can't be as animated i can't talk as loud i can't get as excited also, it's really, really hard to like get super excited and talk about stuff when you're just by yourself. I was basically like saying my thoughts out loud. I've been with those thoughts for like the entire day. So it's not like anything new or special. It's just what I've been thinking the whole day. It's hard to get excited about that. Although I do have some good thoughts, particularly yeah. my, uh, my ideas for changing public education, I think went over pretty well on the podcast. Okay. A lot of positive feedback about that from myself. I don't think I listened to that part. I, yeah, okay, well, there's a there's a skip 30-second button for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying people did that, but I'm probably saying people did that. So, uh, my mom listened to uh, those episodes as well, <laughs> and she said, <laughs> and she said uh, but she had a similar comment. She's like, oh, David sounds sad. I think it's because he's missing his sidekick. And I <gasps> went, right, record. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you, Darlene. Record scratch. You're my new favorite, Darlene. What? You're my new favorite. I am no Robin. Well, according to your mom, I think my mom meant your dynamic duo partner, um, which is still Robin, the sidekick. No, I'm with Darlene on this. I think this is more of a 
uh, Captain America Iron Man duo. Okay, well... As opposed to Captain America Falcon. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, 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 okay. okay. That's not what your mom said, but I see what you're saying. So your mom said you were the sidekick, but you're saying it's more like a partnership. I think it's a uh, a forced duo. (laughs) (laughs) We've been brought together against our wills. Well, I guess you're... To talk sports and current events. Against our will? Well... I mean, I didn't marry you. Well, that's I married true. your sister. That's true. <laughs> she did a face swap, and uh, you know, one of those like gender face swaps, and it was like, it basically put facial hair on her and made her look kind of like you. And I was very torn inside because I'm not <laughs> at all attracted to you, and I'm very much attracted to her. Dude, your wife is just me, but just like a little more like like feminine. It's just feminine me. You're attracted to feminine me. It's not. I'm not even. No, it's. It, she's. It's the whole her. You is, know, that's, is it very it's con- different. Do you get very confused when I shave? No. What? <laughs> Does that like make you uncomfortable? No. You don't. You don't. You. Your. 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 Your existence makes me uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> In general, no, no matter the facial hair. No. Uh, but that was. It was funny to see. Uh, you think you think that's rough? Okay. Every once in a while, my wife will make a facial expression that looks just like her dad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, say, Hans is an attractive guy, right? Okay. But I don't want to look at my wife and see an attractive guy. Right. <laughs> that's okay. not what I want to see. But every once in a while, there's a facial expression that reminds me. But it always comes right back. She's very beautiful. Mm. But every once in a while, there's just like a hint of her dad in there, which makes sense because you know she is his daughter. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just like I have my mom's arms. Right? I mean, yeah. that's a part of her I inherited. I inherited my mom's arms. Luckily, I have my dad's legs, though. So that, that I've seen through. those elbows before. <laughs> nice. One time, uh, Alf Frainer, uh, my best friend Tony, his dad, Alf, was uh, at one time my bishop and, an, uh, and another time my uh, coach, my football coach. Before a basketball game, he came up behind me and like, grabbed my arms a little bit. And he was like, whoa, you got a lot back here. And he scores my triceps. Like, but where'd this go? And he's holding my biceps. And I was like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> but it like, made me feel kind of bad. I, uh, I think it's weird when uh, a, a grown person like kind of squeezes you. Well, that sounded weird. Well, wonder why it sounded weird? Because it is weird. I well, agree with you. No, but yeah, you know, I'm just talking about arms, shoulders, back, you know, like... Upper torso area, right? I don't like being touched like that, period. Like, yeah. when someone comes up to someone else at work and, like, does a quick little shoulder massage or a church Ooh, or something, like, yeah. I want to turn around and punch them. Like, I have to I have to really hold back because I'm like, no, I don't like it when my kids touch me like that. Like, my wife will, like, rub my shoulders for a second and then one of my kids will come by and be like, oh, I want to do it too. And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> I make that that exact sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like that. Because I don't, no, get away from, I, don't, I just don't like that. There's one, I tell my kids, there's one person that's allowed to touch me that way. Mm-hmm. And you're not that person. Right? And neither touch And it's your Uncle Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recovering from that one. So I was in Europe, David. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Remember that? that? I do. Apparently, I was a sad robot. I haven't been on the show for over... Not over. For... I didn't didn't appear on this show. I will not be in the credits of Subjectively Correct in the entire month of September 2019. Do you use your STAG card? STAG card? Screen actors go, SAG card. Do you lose your SAG card? STAG card sounds better. Um, one, there's no screen. Two, I'm not acting. This is all me. This is raw. <laughs> I don't know if that's better there's no, or worse. There's no script. I don't know if that's better. I'm not or... receiving direction. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's better or worse for you. <laughs> uh, 
So it's good to be back. Um, yeah, the first part of September, I was uh, had a work trip abroad. I still, I'm still not convinced you were working. Okay, and then um, <laughs> and then we were moving, preparing for moving, and then moving. So moving sucks. Moving's the worst. I've uh, I bought a belt yesterday because I couldn't find mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't find it. Did so. you did you like go to the store and buy one, or did you Amazon one? No. Oh. I can't Amazon things right now. What? Everyone uh, can I had Amazon to, everything. I had to go to the store and buy one because um, I've tried to Amazon things and they haven't been delivered. Shenanigans. Because, there was there was a there was okay, a, there was an tonight, Amazon package when I walked to the door this morning. That is after this three. Afternoon. That is after three hours of phone calls with Amazon trying to educate them on where my house is because they've been going to a different part of town delivering my packages three miles away. Was that the address that that? One of the navigation apps was sitting me too. Is Possibly, the is there is there a street with the same name that's close to here? Is that where the confusion? There is, is a street with so my street is Prairie Lake. Sure, Court. There is a street oh. that oh, <laughs> Prairie Lake Court. <laughs> there is a street that is Prairie Drive, and for some reason they're going to Prairie Drive. There's also like a Prairie Ridge. There's a lot of Prairie names out here, probably because this was all Prairie. Uh, up until not too long ago. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so, I was in Europe. And you know when I go abroad, things happen, David. Like, what do you things happen when you're abroad? Crimes are solved, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, so, sometime before I, uh, I went... Actually, this may have happened while I was in London. Um... So there's this there's this golden toilet, okay. Uh, it's a uh, it's a work of art by 58 year old Italian artist Maurizio Catalan, okay. And uh, it was installed for an exhibition at England's Blenheim Palace in uh, like the second week of September. So uh, yeah, the week I was there. So when you say installed, was it workable? Did it work? Yes. Ooh. So this is a, a pure gold toilet estimated to be worth $1.25 million. A toilet. A literal throne, David. And uh, how it worked is... <laughs> a literal throne. <laughs> so people would pay for... They would get tickets to sit, to use it for three minute Three minute intervals. So basically there'd be a line of people waiting to just use the golden toilet. Okay. So they were making uh, some good change off this, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, most, anyways, and uh, well, you know the British way of saying bucks is quid. Yes, I did know that. Um, quid sounds like something you would leave in a golden toilet. So the toilet's name was America. It's <laughs> <laughs> the work of the art. The artwork of the art. Is that the work of the? What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the name of the art piece. Yeah. So, so it was named America. Um, they hate us so much. <laughs> okay. So. Oh my gosh. So it was stolen a couple weeks ago. This this toilet was stolen. They stole David. America. They stole um, the golden toilet, America. Um, <laughs> here's what the the Thames Valley Police said: We are saddened by this extraordinary event, but relieved no one was hurt. Believed, so they believe that they, they believe a group of thieves using at least two vehicles. Where have we seen this before, David? The Swedish <gasps> jewels, two vehicles, two bicycles, get away to the boat. Okay, 
This is not a coincidence. Really? I don't know. Do you think they were following you to London? Well, they 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 went before I did. When I was in London, they arrested someone in connection with this theft. What? Yeah. So, okay. My mere now, presence. No. Okay. Sorry. So don't divulge too much. Okay. Okay? Because I really want to like get the movie rights <laughs> to tell your story. Okay. Here's the funniest thing. Back in back in August when it, the, it was planned to have this toilet installed at the palace for America. for this exhibition, um, Lord Edward Spencer Churchill, brother of the Duke of Marlborough, Mar- Marlborough. What are we doing, England? You, can you call us a golden toilet? At least we're golden. The palace is the principal residence of the Dukes of Marlborough. Your David, toilet would be you, made of wood. So he said, when asked if they were going to guard it because it was such a pricey I mean, it's a art exhibit. Giant chunk of gold, right? yeah. He said, it's not the easiest thing. Oh, wait, wait. It's not the easiest. It's not going to be the easiest thing to nick. Firstly, it's plumbed in. And secondly, a potential thief will have no idea who last used the toilet or what they ate. So, no, I don't plan on guarding it. English haughtiness. At its, at its peak, David, the arrogance. You always guard America. America's all, you're always going to lose America, Britain. Have you not learned anything from history? That was a long way to go. <laughs> For a burn on the Revolutionary War over 250 years ago, but I'm here for it. High five! Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they arrested they arrested a uh, a 66 year old guy. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you would say a 76 year old. Anyway, that would have been great. Um, you should have said you should have just lied and said 76. And then if anyone contacted us and told us like no misinformation and called shenanigans on us, we could have just been like, oh, simple mistake. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they, <laughs> this, uh, the, the toilet is still missing as far as, uh, as far as I know, I have a, I'll look for a more updated story on this and pr- provide fu- future updates on future podcasts. Um, but for now, America and all its glory is missing. What is that? What are you doing? That was like the most American kind of theme I could think of. That is the most American theme you could think of? Well, I'm not going to do the Star Single Banner. Why not? Because it's not a theme. It's, it's, it's not a theme song. You're right. It's an end theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like, true. It is an theme. Let's do the... Uh, <laughs> some, Sports. Some, some sounder to let us know, like we're done being silly. We're done. Let's yeah. be silly. Let's be serious. And now, so um, you remember when I was in Sweden last year? Someone um, opened the doors. I was changing in my hotel room. Yeah. Remember they were like bringing me a Heineken or for for whatever. I never ordered one, but maybe it was like just something they did at that hotel. Sure. Okay. And I had to say whoa, you know, and they quickly backed out of the room um, you're probably like weird americans it's just nudity i went back to that hotel david same hotel same hotel okay i'm about to start shower i just check in i'm uh-huh. about to start showering okay and i think hmm, hmm. and i did the chain lock Ooh, on the door smart okay smart i shower i get out not dressed yet about to get dressed thanks for that visual knock on the door oh boy and i say Busy. Yeah. And another knock on the door. No, thank you. And then, unlock. Yes. <laughs> and then, open the door. 
and they can't open it more than a few inches because it's chain locked. And, <laughs> and I said, go away, go away. Twice, David. Twice they tried to sneak a peek. Unsuccessful this time. <laughs> this time. This time. <laughs> I don't know what it is. No one else in my group had this experience, either this time or last time or any time. But for whatever reason, when I check into Swedish hotels, the housekeeping service likes to barge in about 40 minutes after I'm in the room. Huh. 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 Yeah. So, huh. Also, I got stopped at various airports and security checks, and um, everything was just, like, delayed. It was it was a weird trip. I mean, it, like just the say, travel portion when you say was stop, weird. When you say stopped at airports, you mean, like, stopped to be searched and stuff like that? Yeah, well, in London, I had to totally, like, empty my suitcase, my three bags, and then, <laughs> which were, like, packed very carefully because I packed a lot of stuff and only to carry on because I didn't want to check anything. And then they like go through everything, mess everything up. They're like, okay, go. Like it's so all it's like a shambles. All right, it's going to take me 20 minutes to leave here. Uh, anyways, but it was a fun trip. I got to see, uh, I got to go to London for the first time. Obviously contributed to MI6's investigation of the theft of America. Clearly. And um, got to see, the British loved to behead them some people. Uh a few centuries ago. Yeah, they yeah, just they, loved it. They got good at it. Who who did it better? The French or the British? Well, I think the French did it with more style. Yeah, well. I think the British were... Uh, see, from what I know about the French, it was just like, oh, you're in power? Off with the head. Like when during the revolution, right? But like the British, it was more like the people in power stopping people from uh, taking that power, right? Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So anyone who like would rise up and maybe try and claim authority, or you know, that they had a right to the throne, or anyone that was somewhat challenging the crown, you gone, right? So they kind of had that iron grip around their power. Also, there are super old buildings. Yeah, there are. Um, I saw lots of, you know, old stones and nice. things like that. Yeah, there's some been stones, there for a while. There are some stones in the world that are pretty old. Yeah, and London has some. I went on a Jack the Ripper walking tour. Of course. That sounds like something everyone would want to do. Uh, How did, is spoiler that alert, awful guy. Really? Just really bad. How about that? Uh, also, the investigative techniques of the time, not great. I mean, Sherlock Holmes, dude. Don't give me that crap. He did, he just knew stuff. He deduced. Very scientific. Yeah, but he was fiction. He was? Mm. Then why make movies about him? Yeah. Um, I know, Robert Downey Jr., play someone who's real. For real. Question. Yeah? Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes, or Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes? Or the great mouse detective, not Sherlock Holmes, who's basically Sherlock Holmes, but a mouse? Who do you got? I don't like any movies where we anthropomorphize animals. I just don't like them at all. What? I just, don't. There's not a single movie with an anthropomorphized if you, animal. If you show me a movie where an animal talks and other animals understand what that animal is saying, or humans, don't even. Hopefully, there's no humans understanding what that animal is saying. But any animal that's talking and speaking English, no. I get thrown out of that movie real fast. I don't like it at all. What if they're speaking Spanish? Hmm. Depends on the animal. Like the cat from Shrek, El Gato. No. Okay, so... No. Okay, well, no, it's different. If it's an animated movie, I'm fine with it. Okay, that's what I was super confused about, because there are no, a lot no. of really good animated movies. No, animated movies are fine. But if you're, if you're like, 
doing CGI'd animals or mm. just CGI the mouth of an animal. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That that's like that's the most enough. annoying thing to me. Okay, okay. So, so something... if you're gonna do it, you have to do it like Homeward Bound, all right? Where it's oh, just okay. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying, but no, like the corny CG. Don't move the mouth. So something that my wife and I will always laugh at is if someone talks about a, mir- a Christmas miracle or anything like that, we look at each other and go, it's a Christmas miracle. Because there's a... Because what, yeah, there, we have a movie. I don't know which one. It, it's a Christmas miracle. My wife's laughing right now. If okay. you ever listened to this in like a month or so. But she, uh, there's this... Uh, it's a preview for a TV show with Christopher Lloyd. Mm. When like post Back to the Future, post good Christopher Lloyd, and it's like at tell end of Whoa, his career. Post good Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Like tell end of his career, Christopher Lloyd, and uh, not taking that back. And he may uh, he rest in peace. Yeah, he, is he dead? No, I don't think so. Then just, why'd you say well, that? Well, may he at some point. That's not a good thing to say. No, I hope everyone rests in peace at some well, point. Well, sure, but yeah. that made it sound like he was dead. I mean, he might be. I don't know. I haven't checked in lately. Uh, we would know. I haven't checked Twitter in the last twenty minutes. That's true. So, Christopher Lloyd, if he's still with us, he was on this in this TV show, and uh, no, this movie, and it was like animals, it was called Christmas Buddies. So it was like Air Bud, but it was like a future generation of Air Buds, and like Ugh. the Air Bud puppies, like the Christmas miracle was them giving puppies to a bunch of people to spread Christmas joy, particularly to this Christopher Lloyd character, <laughs> who is, uh, anyway, but they, they do that exact thing that you hate, where like the little CG mouse move, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's one little part where one of the little Air Bud puppies goes, it's a Christmas <laughs> And so anytime my wife and I hear a Christmas miracle, it could be like in the sweetest setting. We could be like at a special devotional at our church about Christmas time. Yeah. And someone will say, it's a Christmas miracle. And we'll look at each other and go, Christmas miracle. Oh. So I see what you're saying. Now I understand because it's a Christmas miracle is terrible. You seem to really like it, David. It's fun to laugh at. Yeah. It's one of those things that you watch because it's terrible. It's America's Funniest Home Videos. You're not watching America's Funniest Home Videos to be impressed by the acrobatics. You're watching it to see the dad get hit in the nuts with a wiffle ball. <laughs> That's why you're watching America's Home Videos. Funniest Home Videos. Whatever. My kids love that show. I love that they I love that show. Say, I thought you were going to say my kids love seeing dads get hit in the nuts oh. with wiffle balls. You remember that time your daughter hit me right in the... Right, right in the... Right... Right right in there. Right in the zone, David. She can rake, dude. My I daughter mean, can rake. I still have, like, phantom pain. <laughs> like, anytime you see a wiffle ball, you're like, ow. That was, that, that was brutal. The sound. The, I wish I could record that sound and play it for the rest of my life. Because it was like, it was perfect. It's like, that I'm little sound of the it ball. right now in my ribs, then it, was the, then it was the ping of the little metal bat oh. and then the thunk of the, like, the thwap of the. <laughs> my, my kidney just shut down thinking about it. Dude, she can rake. My son, just like a few weeks after that, hit the ball so hard that he hit me in the neck, and I couldn't respond fast <laughs> enough. My kid's gonna rake, dude. Uh, hopefully, my son pays for my pays for my retirement with his baseball career. Speaking of raking, David. Yeah. So I bought a rake. Oh, your neighbors, by the way, get your stuff together. Neighbors. Okay, so there's that's yeah. a jungle over there. You're so in a nice live, neighborhood. We live in a house, nice new neighborhood, and that yard is just trash. And mow your lawn, people. And like no one's moved into the house next to us. Oh, was it available? Well, I don't think it's for sale. There's no sign up. Like I think someone bought it and just hasn't moved in, or they bought it and then couldn't make pay. I don't know. No one lives there. What are the squatter no rules in Texas? <laughs> because that would be kind of nice. Yeah, I think you gotta do at least five to seven years of uh, adverse possession before you can uh, take ownership. That's a long time. But if I'm just living but, there, you know, start the clock, right? If I'm living there, payment like rent free. Yeah. But would I have to assume the payments though? 
No, 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 no. It just becomes mine. Yeah. Dude, why am I why am I not just like living there? Yeah. I mean you should try it and see what happens. But if the owner comes back and says, Hey, you gotta leave You gotta leave. I gotta leave. Yeah. Or they could shoot me. Well because I'm on their property. Yeah. The the castle rule in Texas, right? Yeah, standing ground. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, so might get a house in five to seven years, or might get shot and die. Yeah. I'll have to weigh that tonight and let you know what I decide in the morning. I mean, just set up a perimeter. Sure. Right? String yeah. uh, aluminum cans along the perimeter. Go a little, uh, what's his name, McAllister? What's yeah. It? Kevin McAllister? Uh-huh. Well. And, uh, you know, you just hop the fence into my yard if someone go. comes. It's a good idea. Um, Maybe I can leave, like, a cardboard cutout of me. Mm-hmm. So everyone would be like, oh, there's, I can have photographic evidence of me hanging out in the house all the time. Yeah. That way I don't have to be there. I can like go to my job and stuff. Mm. I feel like this might be taking us a little bit off topic of something that you wanted to say a second ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. raking. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Nah, I was going to segue into baseball. Oh. Because it's playoff time. Yeah. We actually have the, the, the NL wildcard game on right now, and it's a commercial right now. Ooh, Aquaman. That movie was, it was a, it's a good dumb movie. It's one of those movies you go to and you're like, I don't want any plot. Just give me a superhero punch and fish. Do the dolphins talk? He can talk to them, I'm, I'm assuming. It's it's like telepathic. But it's telepathic. Okay. Yeah. No, I went, I, okay, I couldn't remember if it was with you or with Adam that I went and saw this with. But I saw this with my brother Adam. And we were both like, hey, great, great action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nowhere near Marvel. But for a DC movie, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Which means it was a bad Marvel movie. But it was a good DC movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we got Brewers Nats on. I don't even know the score right now. It was three one Nats. Let me put on it my put on my readers. Still, no, three one uh, Brewers. I mean, it is still three one Brewers. Are the Brewers better without Yelich? It's weird, right? Because like no other sport, hard, well, rarely do you see it in basketball where your MVP caliber player goes down and the team does better. That's almost unheard of in basketball. Well, yeah. So like uh, the Warriors, they lost two of their top three players. Yeah. And then they lost in five games to the Raptors. Right. Right. Um, in football, yeah, I mean, as long as it's not the quarterback, right. sometimes the team can sustain uh, or even improve, you know, when when a, a player goes down. And it's not like they're improving because the player goes down. Never does a team improve because a star player goes down. Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, I don't know, you rally together or maybe you you have more focus because your your leader's gone. I don't know what it is. Baseball's so weird, though, because it's not really a team sport. It's not. It's an individual sport that you play with a bunch of other dudes. Yeah. And so why do baseball teams get hot? No one knows. Right? They just Some teams, guys just lock in at the same time. And, like, maybe the manager has something to do with it. Maybe. But um, it's just a matter of, like, in baseball – you kind of you, you you, I don't know. You go on runs, and if you were doing poorly before, you regress to the mean, or you, and uh, and if everyone was doing poorly for a while, like the the Brewers have been a good team for the last few years, and uh, this year they had a really big slump, and now they're coming out of that slump like everyone at the same time. Yeah, and so they're just getting contributions all around, and they're they're one of those really dangerous October teams. Um, because when you're hot, it doesn't really matter, like, historically, where I should pitch you, right? Or, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, defensive uh, uh, alignments, right, to try and counteract where you typically hit. Like, when you're hot, you're hot, and there's yeah. not a whole lot of defense can do or a good pitcher can do when you're just locked in. And if you've got six guys who are locked in, 
it's a hard lineup to pitch to. No, for sure. Have you ever have you ever been in that zone? Like in anything you're doing? Like have you ever been I remember one time my mom was visiting and my mom and my wife were talking in the other room and I was at my kitchen table joining in their conversation and I came over about 25 minutes later and my mom was like, "Well, were you, weren't you writing a paper for your Shakespeare class?" I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm done." Hmm. She's like, "No way." And I showed her and she read it and she was like, "David, this is really good." And I was like, yeah. And for that time in my like <laughs> yeah. college career, I was like in a crazy zone where mm-hmm. like I was taking a bunch of classes and it was like 18 credits a semester, but I was doing like my very best, my very best work. Mm-hmm. I was in some crazy zone. It happens every once in a while when you're playing sports where it just seems like everything's going your way. Some people have said like the game slows down for you or you just see things a little bit better. And I've experienced that a couple of times in my life with sports, but it happens in other aspects of your life too where everything just seems to be going right. And like you said, regression to the mean. It goes back and forth, right? And if you give a large enough sample size, you regress to the mean. You go back to your average. So after about five years in the majors, if you're a 235 hitter, I mean, one season you're going to be 237, the next year you're going to be 233. It's going to average Unless out, you're Chris right? Davis. Then you're just, what is it, what is it, like 274? 247. Yeah, his entire <laughs> career. That's insane. He, he is the poster boy for regression to the mean. But I I was thinking about this when uh, you told me that the, the this game was on. I was like, I was driving in. You were like, oh, if you want to come upstairs, the game's on. I was like legitimately excited. And I don't, I mean, I haven't felt excited for a baseball game in months, right? But there's just something very special about postseason baseball. Mm-hmm. I, there's actual stakes. And, of course, there's stakes during the regular season, but it's very different. The loser of this game is done for the year. Yeah, one and done baseball. You, this is the only, you only get two games of that a year, and it is really exciting. Each team pitches their best pitcher, right? And sometimes they bring in their second best pitcher in relief. Yeah. And I saw the Nationals had Strasburg up in the bullpen. And I was like, wow, that's that's October baseball, man. When you have Max Scherzer go and play, pitch five innings and you bring Strasburg in to pitch two more, that's exciting baseball, man. Um, so the winner of this game has the opportunity, the right, the privilege, really. The privilege to, to lose to the Dodgers. To play the Dodgers. Say, that's why I knew it. To play the Dodgers. No, hey, there's no guarantee <clears throat> in postseason baseball the no. Dodgers could lose four straight and their season could be over and I'll be sad. What's good right uh, now for the Dodgers is it seems like Clayton, Cler- Clayton Kershaw is their third best starting pitcher. And he's and he's pitching well right now, yeah. too, right? Uh, yeah, they've got, they've got really great pitching, at least great starting pitching. Um... Corey Seager's hitting, which is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at, like, the players on the team with, like, potential, the ceiling, like, if you went back two years ago, you'd say Corey Seager is the face of this team for the next 10 years. Yeah. And he's struggled with some injuries over the last couple of years. Um, and, and and in the meantime, Bellinger's just, like, exploded, right? And so you have two young MVP caliber type players, and Corey Seager's really starting to turn it on right now. That's exciting for them. I did a uh, ESPN uh, postseason bracket challenge, and I had um, I obviously had the Dodgers winning it all, with of Corey Seager being the World Series MVP. Oh, over the Twins, the Twinkies. I have the Twins coming out of the AL. Twinkies mash, man. They, they broke the record for home runs in a yeah. year. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's breaking franchise records right now, but they yeah. broke the major league record for the home runs in the season. The ball is super juiced. It's got to be. There's something going on, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's to the point where if anyone did break the season record, like, you'd have to asterisk that. Did they asterisk the Bonds one? No, but I think everyone mentally does. I mean, I don't know why. He was never convicted of anything. He's, I don't know. Neither was OJ. Well, except, ooh, of, the, except, uh, he, except of the trying to steal back his memorabilia. He got a pretty hefty sentence for that one. So here's 
Okay, so I'm sorry to like veer away from baseball really quick, but I sure. feel like we've said everything we yeah, need to say no, about baseball. Yeah, no, there's not much more to say about baseball yeah. right now. Uh, Cole, it's, it's the best time of year for baseball. Exciting sure. over the next week. Uh, so it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of baseball games that matter for the next uh-huh. month or two. It's yeah. great. So Colt, good luck to your Braves. They're young. They're good. Uh, first time they've. Uh, I'm scared of them. Yeah, I mean you should be. Uh, okay, so what is more terrifying to you? The fact that OJ Simpson has a Twitter <laughs> account now. Which is something like when we were kids. Yeah. Could you ever like one day OJ Simpson is gonna go on the internet and he's gonna talk and people are gonna listen and share what he says. I'm like no way, right? What's more disturbing to you? What Antonio Brown has done on social media, or the fact that OJ Simpson has like a very popular um, Twitter account? Disturbing? Hmm. I guess it is a little weird that for a guy that most people uh, would say likely killed two people. Didn't you write a book that said I didn't kill them, but if I did, this is how if I, I did done it. it, right? Or if I, yeah. Um, most most people, I think, are of the opinion that he committed those murders, right? He wasn't convicted. If the glove don't fit, and so the fact that people follow him and interact with him on <laughs> on the internet and like are fans of him again. That that is, I think, a little bit more disturbing. Now, Antonio Brown is just—it's more sad than anything. Yeah. So, I, you listened to the last two weeks with me by myself, right? Most I, of them. Yeah. Ooh. I called Antonio. <laughs> most of them. There were two. I called. Well, Ant- mo- most of the episode. Gotcha. Yeah. I called Antonio Brown an evil genius. <laughs> I'm downgrading that to just evil now. <laughs> After the other things that have come out, yeah, like the allegations of him threatening his children, like uh, uh, a woman's children, yeah. and it's just not good stuff. And uh, he's like appealing all of these things to get, try to get his money back and stuff like that. The Patriots didn't want him, and the Patriots, like, I think it was Adam Schefter who called the Patriots releasing him the kiss of death in the NFL. Yeah, because like what do the, like the Patriots if they'll take on anybody and they can change, they feel like they can handle anything, like Aaron Hernandez for example. Yeah, but they. Yeah, no, they, no other team will want to pick up Antonio Brown if the Patriots won't the, touch him. Yeah, the Patriots can get almost anyone to toe the line for a season, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Spurs, right? Popovich will take in Rodman. He'll take in whatever knucklehead, right? And, and for, for a year or two, get them to, to buy in. Yeah. And the Patriots have been able to do that pretty successfully. Um, but Antonio Brown, I, I keep going back to it. I, I think he really is kind of like suffering from something right. some well, kind did, of yeah did you know he was homeless at 16 i didn't so know he was that, homeless no. at 16 in miami just trying whatever he could do to survive right and there's obviously some things that are going to mess with you near that age and so imagine someone who, who never who didn't have the comforts of home growing up was never taught to be an adult and then you give that person millions of dollars mm-hmm you're going to run into these problems. And whenever you see guys like Mike Tyson or these other people, these, these guys that grow up mostly raised by the streets, to, to use a cliche. I'm but, prison Mike. <laughs> the guys, that, the guys that, that are raised by the streets give them millions of dollars. They don't know how to be an adult. Yeah. And so you give you, – wealth amplifies who you are. So if you, at your core, are a really good person, if you're given a bunch of wealth all of a sudden, you're going to continue to be a good person. You're probably going to be philanthropic. You're probably going to help other people out. That's just because it amplifies who you are already, right? Like I keep telling my wife, like, one day God's going to bless us with a ton of money because we would never see a penny of it because you would give it all away, right? Mm. I keep telling her that. But if you're a bad person or if you've been taught bad values, if you had to scrape to survive your entire life and then you're given millions of dollars, those sides of you, that character, those characteristics are going to be amplified. It's not going to change who you are. 
right? And that's what happened to Antonio Brown. He was never taught these life lessons as a young kid, and he was obviously scarred as a young kid growing up the way he was. And then give that person millions of dollars and have him be one of the most talented and sought-after assets in his profession. That's going to mess with someone, and he does not know how to handle that, clearly. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't know how to handle uh, conflict really well, right? Yeah. So there's lots of story. I mean, you... You have, obviously, the, the last few weeks where he's been let go from two different teams, right? And then going back to the Steelers last year. Um, but then, you know, reports come out of him stiffing people on on money that he owes them, right? A chef that incurred like 30-something or 40-something thousand dollars worth of... Uh, Food and, and time prep, all that stuff, and Antonio Brown. He, he's the guy says some kind of joke that offends Antonio Brown, and he fires him and hasn't paid him still, right? And, and uh, you know, art pieces, things like that. There's like there was like some painter or something that was painting him, right? And he didn't pay her, right? And, and this might be the person that he that, sent threatening messages to allegedly. That's right. Yeah, that's that's I think the the same person. And so he's uh, yeah, he's definitely off. I don't know what the the causes, you know, it probably has a lot to do with what, what you were saying. Uh, you wonder if any of it has to do with the hits he's taken over the years. Hmm. He took a vicious hit last year from, from Vontez Perfect. Ooh, who's now out of the, out of is, the, season, out was, of the season. Yeah, in fact, let's talk about that. So a transition away from Antonio Brown and his craziness. I want to get to one more thing real quick. Yeah. Okay, he brought this up, and I find this fascinating. So the messenger isn't good here. Okay, so let's put that aside for a second and let's just focus on the message because Antonio Brown brought this up, but ignore the messenger and just focus on the message. Yeah. Okay, Robert Kraft was mm-hmm. caught red-handed doing something shady and illegal. We're not even talking about it anymore. Literally caught with his pants down. Yes. Yes. And so Kraft goes through that situation. You called it. I'm going to give you major props. He's like, uh, he, he might get off due to these technicalities and things like that, and he does. And then Antonio Brown's like, wait, I've been accused of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's no evidence against me right now except for circumstantial evidence and, like, a bunch of lawsuits and people thinking he's crazy. Anyway, all that stuff. But anyway, he's saying no one's giving me a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, but Robert Kraft was caught Mm red-handed, like you said, with his pants down, and nothing there. So there's a lot going on there that I don't think we have time to get into right now. But it is interesting. Like I said, ignore the messenger. The message to me is interesting here. Yeah, there is definitely some hypocrisy. Although, I don't think the NFL at this point has said no one can hire Antonio Brown. No. no. There is an open investigation, which will deter any team from giving him a contract. Right. But, um... But I don't think they've they've actually come out and said he's not eligible to play. No, no, he's a free agent. He could yeah. play, but who's going to want to do that yeah. right now? No, yeah, and and there's no urgency on the NFL to to perform the investigation and close the investigation because he's not currently on a roster and there's no threat of him actually playing right now. Right, but why is the NFL being the morality police here? Like the the criminal justice system has flaws in this country. Does the NFL think they're going to do it better? Yeah, I mean, I get why you want to protect the image of your league, right? And protect the shield. Yeah, and but but any any professional organization, you don't want bad characters in there that represent your organization poorly. Yeah. Um, you know, advertising dollars are more important than anything else in professional sports. That league and- is Teflon, dude. That league is absolutely one hundred percent Teflon. It doesn't matter what happens and what the players do. Americans love football so much and it generates so much money. It's just a perfect storm of perceived constant action. 
uh, it's complex. It's complex enough that we don't really understand what we're watching, but the, simple enough that we do in the basics, right? The, the, so it's just a perfect yeah. storm for an American. The way sport. they produce these games, it's it. You can sit there, watch an entire game, and and then sit down and watch another one, right? I can't do that with another sport, no. except maybe I can do that with with playoff basketball, and maybe playoff baseball, World Cup rugby. <laughs> Uh, I know my dad's really excited. The, the Rugby World Cup is going on right now. Yeah. I wanted to like get into it. And, like, the Olympics. A little bit. I can do it with the Olympics. Oh, yeah? Like one event to another. But that's, those are different that's events. every four you know? years. Can you do that's, that? that's right. Can you but, do that on the, on football, the uh, FIFA World Cup? Can you watch a ton of soccer in a row? FIFA World Cup? Uh, not so much? Not so much. you care about? Yeah. Peru? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, but no, but football, you can literally spend an entire Saturday or an entire Sunday just sat in front of the TV watching the same thing over and over again with minor variations of uniform and play calling. Yeah, and with some quarterbacks in the NFL, it's literally the same thing over and over again. <laughs> five-yard out route, five-yard slant, five-yard out route, screen pass, throw it downfield, it goes out of bounds. It's just... Blah. Hey, speaking of bad quarterbacks, yeah, I've got a game for you. Oh, boy. Okay. Is this one of those where I can't look at the computer while you're doing you, it? You can look at the computer. I've got it on my phone. Oh, okay. All right. So this season, maybe more than any other in recent time that I can remember, so many of the quarterbacks who were going to start for their teams at the beginning of the season are just gone. They're yeah. either out for the season mm-hmm. or retired yep. or uh, or benched. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've got a host of players um, that we did not anticipate seeing, right? Fantasy leagues all over the world are wrecked. <laughs> yes, they are. And uh, so I got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks who played significant time this Sunday. I want you to tell me the team they played for. Oh, this will be fun. All right, go for it. <laughs> I'm going to set the over-under at four. Okay, that's... Wow, okay, okay. let's go. I'm going to start with the easy ones. With the easy ones, okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, the, the Saints. Yes. Gardner Minshew. The Jaguars. Okay. They're going to get a little more difficult. Mason Rudolph. Steelers. Okay. Kyle Allen. The car. Oh, the Panthers. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I am. Okay, I think you're going to get these. I don't know. Chase Daniels. Oh, good old Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. Did he play for... Oh, no. Chase Daniels. Oh, man. I, I, I'm gonna I need your answer in three, uh, two, one. And Chicago Bears. Dang it! Oh, I knew that. Oh. Dang it! I thought so, I saw some of that Trubisky game. went down, and yeah, I, I saw I saw the way okay. that game was going. That Trubisky was out, and I was like, not watching this. All right, you're sitting you're sitting at four. You're good. You got okay. three, you got three left. You're sitting at four. Matt Barkley. Oh shoot! I forgot him too. <laughs> I thought he's still in the league. He's still in the league. Twenty nine years old. USC. That's no, exactly uh, right. Uh, Matt Barkley played for the. Uh, Gosh, I don't even know. Five. Friggin'. Four. Three. Two. The Bills. One. Yes! Buffalo yes! Bills! You yes! got it. Yes! I knew he was floating around the I Northeast I think you might somewhere. actually get these. Next. I knew he was floating around the Northeast somewhere. You got it. Ooh. Yeah, he came in for the uh, injured Josh Allen. Would you have gotten Josh Allen? I th- yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think okay. so. Yeah. All right. Um, I think you'll get these next two. All right. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Friggin' Case Keenum. Uh, the Redskins? Yes. Boom. Dwayne Haskins. The Redskins. Yes. Mm. <laughs> David, that was really good. Well, you got you. seven out of eight. Yeah. That was great. You had zero faith in me. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that really is because I didn't know most, right? where most so, of these players so were. So this list, 
because I've been so interested in the fact that yeah. the the NFL this year is a quarterback graveyard, <laughs> right? It is just like you know, the elephant graveyard and the Lion King. It's basically that, but it's just quarterbacks' corpses all over the all over the graveyard there. Yeah, it's bad, dude, and it almost makes it hard to watch. But then we are saved by some people like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, the patron saint of fun football. Patrick Mahomes is awesome, and Aaron Rodgers is back, dude. If his team didn't like screw a bunch of things up for him, he should have beaten the Eagles. I said, my mom actually sent me a text. She said, hey, good job on your podcasts. See, someone loves me and loves my <laughs> podcast and didn't think I sounded like a sad robot. And uh, Hey, but it was a good sad robot, David. Well, thank you. And uh, But anyway, she's like, sorry that your your favorite quarterback lost. And I was like, yeah. It's a, but he's playing so much better, right? And the Eagles are an okay team, right? But yeah. I'm just bummed that the uh, they couldn't pull something out. Well, there's only, what, there's three undefeated teams left? The 49ers are undefeated. Somehow the 49ers are in that list. Somehow. <laughs> so Kyle Shanahan now has a healthy starting quarterback he's been able to work with for two years, right? You're going to turn out some really good offensive performances from this team. Kittles is a monster. The running game looks solid. And their defense is really starting to mesh with Richard Sherman playing second year in that system. They're going to be all right. Yeah. That was the most efficient uh, wow. I have ever that been was... on the show. That is the most efficient I think I've ever been. That was like an ESPN hit right there. It really was. Hold up, hold up. The Patriots and the Chiefs. Oh. And, and the Patriots and Chiefs actually did not look that great this week. Yeah, the Patriots almost lost to the Bills. Crazy. Uh, and, and the Chiefs should have lost to the Lions. If not for a 100-yard touchdown fumble return... And um, and some uh, great late game um, quarterbacking by Patrick Mahomes using his feet and his arm, um, they would have lost, and they really should have. And just to show you how hard like it is to be a quarterback, and we talk about how good Patrick Mahomes is, and he is awesome. He was about to tie Peyton Manning for consecutive games with multiple TD passes, right? Peyton Manning has the record of fifth, with 15. Patrick Mahomes was at 14. And if you would have told me going into this week, he's going to play the Lions um, with a chance to, to, to tie this record, I would have said, yeah, he's going to do it. It's yeah, Patrick put, Mahomes. You put money on that. Yeah. Um, and I, you also, Zero touchdown passes. Yeah, that's crazy. Zero. That's right? crazy. Tom Brady, zero touchdown passes. One interception, right? Like, And they're, they're the elite. Yes. Right, and they're the most consistent right now of any quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, notwithstanding. Yeah. But and, and this is the thing with team sports, right? So Mahomes is going to get a bunch of credit for the win. Brady's going to get a bunch of credit for the win, and Rodgers is going to get a bunch of credit for the loss. But really, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers did everything in his power to to get his team to win and played a great game and lost. Right. And then Mahomes and Brady don't play well and they win. Right. Why isn't Aaron Rodgers clutch, David? Because he is. Did you see the Hail Marys a few years ago? Well, those are the receivers, obviously. Clearly, yeah. Um, Whatever. Did you did you hear um, Eddie Reed's quote after the win? Oh, okay. yes, yes. But tell it. <laughs> this is so great. I, I listened to it one time, and I was like, "Why is this a big deal?" Then I listened back again, and I was like, "Oh, that's why. That's why everyone's making fun of this." He was he was talking about how essentially every win isn't going to be pretty, right? And he said, "Not all of Mozart's." Artworks, paintings were masterpieces, but they all sell for a million dollars. And the whole team was like, "Yeah!" And then, and then, and then you, <laughs> the you one, think about it. Wait, who's who's art pieces? And then there's like there's like a punter in the back <laughs> yeah. that like actually got a degree from a school that like has, like cares about academics, and he's like, "But coach," and everyone's like, "Shh!" Yeah. 
<laughs> Quiet, Poindexter. <laughs> the punter from Yale is like, well, actually, no. No one likes the well actually guy in Which, football. So it's funny. Like, you wonder you wonder what artist he was thinking of, because obviously Mozart's a composer. Maybe Rembrandt. No art pieces to speak of that we know of. Definitely. Maybe Rembrandt, Picasso, Monet, Mozart. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe Monet, right? That's When he said Mozart, I think when he said Mozart in painting, I instantly went Monet. Yeah. Right? So that's probably what he was thinking of. But you know what? Andy Reid eats, sleeps, and breathes football. <laughs> yeah. Also... Right? And nacho cheese. Also, I would... Uh, it, not great with his art valuation, right? I mean, any of these, like, famous... Whoever the Mozart of artists is, like, you cannot buy a piece of art for under, like, $20 million from right. any of these well, famous that, artists. Remember that stupid... Uh, I don't... Not stupid, because apparently it's one of the most famous pieces of modern art Like a scribble ever. or something? The, no, it's the, uh, the, the steel bunny. The inflatable oh, yes, steel bunny thing, right. right? That thing went for the, a record sale, right? And, yeah. uh, I don't know, you look, I look at that and I say, cool, Metal Bunny. But when someone started explaining the symbolism to it, and when I looked at it through like a prism of like American culture and stuff, like that, I was like, okay, I kind of get it now. But holy cow. Yeah. Like, I mean, know. the Steel Bunny is it's, it's the golden toilet of American art. Sure. It's the America, if you will. It's the America of American art. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, Annie Reid, my favorite coach. Uh, I, I'm pulling for the Chiefs this year. I mean, I kind of was a little bit last year. I wanted them to beat the Patriots and, and go. I was, but more more so, I think I was pulling for the Rams. I'm kind of, uh, I've fallen out with the Rams just because I feel like they're so like they win most of the time. They somehow lost, they lost bad to the uh, Buccaneers. I mean, they almost came back and tied it up at the end. It almost won at the end. So, but get this, do you their know defense? Who- like, what? How do you give up 50, 55 points to the Bucks? I know, I know how, I know how. Do you know who the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is? I do, do you know not. who it is. This, if you have followed football for more than 10, 15 years, this might blow your Wait, mind. Wait, is he is he a forty year old white guy with scruff? No, because those are very sought after they people are. in the NFL. Dude, if I got into the league right now, <laughs> if I started going right now, you'd be now, the next boy genius. I would. I'd be like, well, why don't we have two receivers run in the same direction and then split off? I'd be like, oh my gosh, how tired are you in millions of dollars? But hey, okay, may I interest you in a bubble screen? <laughs> like you see how these two players are good? Let's have them play at the same time. Whoa. Okay. All right. So I love. Okay. There's this interesting thing in the NFL going on right now where you have like Gettleman. Like, the old, like, grumpy football guy that's yeah. like, this is like war. And then you have, like, the young modern guys that are like, what if we did something different? Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is one Byron Leftwich. No way. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I remember that now. Okay. And that's he, right. He is helping Jameis Winston revitalize his career, and they put up a 50-burger. Yeah. 50-burger. A 50-and-a-half burger. Which is like... Left which is the ultimate like if you can't do teach oh right? like not that he was he was he obviously was in the NFL and, right. and lasted for a while but he did not do what he was projected to do yeah and and if his work with Winston is any indication he's teaching much better than he was doing yeah and not only that but he's designing good plays and stuff like that he really understands football and people are talking about him getting a head coaching position because if you can take Jameis Winston who has been historically not great in the NFL and have him put up I mean, he's put up 50 burgers yeah which is just fun to say say 50 burger 50 burger isn't it fun to say I, I want to say 50 burger well I don't think you can okay I'm not allowed yeah I don't think you can say 50 burger okay hmm hmm you just don't say it. Fitty bird. No. Cool. 
What else? Anything else on football? Oh, uh, I don't know. Go Niners. So, okay, I see. I see. also sad, sad, like sad Broncos. Sad. Oh, yep. Their yeah. court, know who their coach is? Know who the Broncos coach is? Oh, Do you remember his name? Uh, Let me help you. Vic Fangio and four. That's nice. Do you know who the, the Broncos quarterback is? Yes. Who is it? Flack O. And four. And four. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a Broncos fan. Yes. But I also really hate Joe Flacco. Are you a bigger Niners or Broncos fan? Niners fan. Okay. Niners first, Broncos secondary. Like, if the 49ers and the Broncos played in the Super Bowl, I would cheer for the 49ers. But that, that would be awesome to see both Didn't of them the Niners Super Bowl. beat the Broncos in a Super Bowl once upon a time? I don't know, during Maybe. the Elway years? Like the early Elway. The Montana Elway years? Yes. I'm not sure. We'll have to look that up. Uh, we'll get the research department on that. Uh, what research department makes that noise? What, you, what is that? What are, what are you doing? What, are you, what is that? I don't actually know. What just happened? I think that might have been the chicken noodle soup song. You're familiar with the chicken noodle soup song. I am not. <gasps> okay, you need to Google chicken noodle soup. Right now? Well, not right now. But why was that playing on my phone right now? I don't know. Um, You've got to get control of your phone. Dude. I mean, I was showing it to my kids. It, uh, after work today Sure It's a Korean band Or Korean I don't know if it's a group Or person But Chicken Noodle Soup song And they dance like a chicken it's Like BTS? Like something like that? Sure Something like that Androgynous Koreans Oh okay <laughs> not, huh? I, I'm saying not I'm not saying that they are androgynous I'm saying that these particular Korean people Have an andro- androgynous look to them um, I'm so glad you're back sidekick <laughs> And I'm going to kick your backside. Oh, wordplay. Not it's good. Not it's, good fu- wordplay. it's fun. Um, yeah, so I'm... Ending with, what was I going to show you? Oh, I was going to look up uh, Broncos 49ers, which I'm not going to do anymore. Cause yeah, but I, I, still, I said a couple of years ago that they should go to Lamar Jackson and get away from this flack O guy, yeah. right? And what happens? He goes to the Broncos. John Elway needs to stop picking quarterbacks. <laughs> He is the opposite of Byron Leftwich. He, he could he's, do. He's the Michael Jordan. He's the Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have that coaching or that, that GM gene. He just needs to stop making quarterback decisions because he's bad at it. And uh, Joe Flacco is terrible. He needs to get out of my life. When he came to the Broncos, I was distraught. He played okay during the preseason, but of course preseason. And he is bad. And he's bad for this team. And the Broncos are 0-4. Sad day. Hmm. So one thing you talked about that... Um, I was, I've been really interested in been following. Is this fair to fair pay to play act? Yeah, this yeah, is that yeah. California bill, um, which was signed into law yesterday. The governor of California signed the bill with the with LeBron James and Ed O'Banion uh, f- uh, flanking him inside the barbershop where they film uh, LeBron James HBO show. Yeah, and, the governor uh, with LeBron and uh, different governor. So this is the act where it essentially makes it. Illegal for colleges to penalize college athletes in California for taking money uh, for use of their name or likeness. Yeah, their their likeness, image, and name is what they've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now, so not now, but as of January 2023, so we're still 39 months away from this actually taking effect. Um, come January 2023, California college athletes can have endorsement deals essentially and can can supplement their uh college income with well maybe not with with actual money right Right. not just room and board 
Uh, not just tuition, not just the meal plan. Right. I, right. I was thinking about this. Can you imagine the money Johnny Manziel could have made in college? Yeah. Tim Tebow. Right. Tim Tebow could have like I don't know. He could have uh, he could have endorsed I don't know. Halos. I don't know. So <laughs> he could have endorsed something and made yeah. tons of money. But these super popular college athletes, they're going to want to go to California. Did you see the New York law that that's going through their legislature right now? It's similar to the California law, but they add a provision saying that teams can pay their players a percentage of the ticket sales. So colleges have the ability to pay the players. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it, it makes it, like you said, it makes it so the NCAA cannot uh, punish their players for uh, paying them a percentage of ticket sales. Well, not that the... Okay, not not NCAA, but but the colleges within the state. Yes, so colleges in the state of New York... Because the state... Right, the states don't have any authority over NCAA. Right. Right, which is the issue here, right? Mm-hmm. Because when these laws actually take effect, assuming they survive the various legal challenges that they're going to receive over the coming years... Um, the NCAA is going to have a decision to make. Right? Yeah. Do you allow these states to have that, what what, what some would classify an unfair advantage, right? The ability to play players. Because if you're the best te- football player in Texas coming out of high school and you can go play at UT and be the starting quarterback and not make any money, or you can go play at USC or UCLA or Stanford and uh, make a million dollars a year, and you know you're going to get on TV, right? In either place, you're going to be able to showcase your skill either place. One just happens to pay you a million dollars a year. Oh, and you don't come from a uh, socioeconomic background that can support the lifestyle you want to have. Your parents can't come out to the games because they can't afford it. I think it's a pretty easy decision where you're going to go. Right? Oh, clearly. And so Texas and other states that don't have these types of laws would be disadvantaged. So, so the NCAA has to decide, do we allow these states to have this quote-unquote unfair advantage, right? Do we bar these states from participation in the NCAA, which if California and now possibly New York have these laws, you have your two biggest states from an economic – college college football from a New York standpoint, not a huge deal – but California, huge deal, very big deal. Um, do you? I mean, the colleges can't really do anything because it would become state law, and so maybe do these colleges form their own separate league, right? I mean, they're, they're, what could happen is just it's there's a lot of different ways this can play out, and it's unclear how it will. The NCAA is going to sue. Um, the conferences are going to sue. Pac-12 is going to sue. And this will end up in a court battle. And you could you could foresee a judge saying, you know, this law can't be impl- implemented until um, it runs through the ju- judicial process, which sometimes can take years and years. Right. So there's no guarantee any of this actually happens. But I think it's a positive step in the right direction because... We've said so many times, and most people agree, these players should be paid. The The arguments against it, in my opinion, are fairly weak. I heard, I was listening to some radio today, they say, well, what if, a, what if an athlete goes to, you know, goes to Alabama, and Alabama's paying, you know, boosters are paying the player, and they sign a contract with a car dealership, a four-year agreement to endorse a product, and then they transfer to a different school. Then they'll be in breach of the contract, and what happens then? 
that's just a silly argument to me because any endorsement deal, like you're gonna have outs, you're gonna have ways to terminate the agreement. Just look at and, Cadillac with Tiger Woods. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gatorade. Um, if 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 a player transfers, you just have a clause in the contract that says if they transfer, you know, either side can terminate the agreement. You know, uh, and or or, I mean. <laughs> Or you don't terminate the agreement, right? Maybe that, that player is so popular that who cares? Like, they'll still be a, a national presence and they'll still move product for you. Right. Um, it, it just seems like people are arguing and complaining against changing a system yeah. that is already doing what they're proposing they do, but doing it in a shady, illegal way. Yeah, and and the, and the the maybe the one or two good arguments against it are so narrow. Like, it points out one specific example where this would be... Uh, you know, th- th- it wouldn't work out as as intended, and it's like, yeah, maybe in a handful of cases, it gets a little, uh, it, it doesn't work out how we would have how we would have liked or anticipated. But you don't, that doesn't, that's not good enough reason for me to stop it from happening. Right. Like there's this one doomsday scenario where it would would have a negative effect, but for one player or one school. Right. Right. But what drives me crazy is the FBI has literally investigated. <laughs> large basketball programs yeah. in the NCAA, and they are already doing similar things, but shadier things to get their players to this come is... to their team. So what all we're doing, all we're doing is giving teams a chance to be legit with what they're already doing, which is paying kids to come and play. I mean, look yeah. at the, the USC scandal well, and the, the college admission, admission scandal. This is going on all over the place, and the FBI has already investigated it and found it to be true. So why in the world are we arguing and complaining about paying players yeah. when it's already going on in an illegal, shady, shady way? And the dumbest argument is that this will disadvantage smaller schools with a smaller donor base. They're already <laughs> disadvantaged. <laughs> they're already bad. That's why they're, they're not, disadvantaged. Yeah, they're not getting the top recruits anyway. They say that as Alabama... And and Clemson run the run the league for yeah. the last five or six years. Texas, Oklahoma, right? These big donor schools, Ohio right. State. Baby, uh, yeah, but baby it's just crying. baby crying. Right. But probably all probably it probably got really hot in the room for my take. <laughs> but it's just it's a ridiculous argument, and I I don't like it at all. And I think what it feels like to me is it's just a bunch of wealthy people trying to make sure their wealth isn't spread around more than it has to be. That's what it seems like to me. It's universities and and other people that are trying to make a lot of money from college football, which are making a lot of money from college football, trying to limit what they have to do. Because if I had a business where I was bringing in billions of dollars and I didn't have to pay most of the employees, I would want to keep that in place. But what other industry had a bunch of employees that didn't have to pay and that made a bunch of money? Mm. What industry was that? Hmm... Hmm. Can't think of it off the top of my head. But, I mean, some similarities there, right? Yeah. Um, so, I think you'll, you'll just like in New York, you'll start to see this more and more. And, um, again, there's going to be legal challenges. Who knows how this plays out? But it's it's the right thing. Like, let people profit off their name, image, and likeness. Right? If you... If, if you that's like the most American thing ever, right? Like, you should be able to profit off yourself. And, I don't know, for, for so long, these college athletes have produced so much income for so many people other than themselves. And a very small few of them do go on to do great things at a professional level and make lots of money. Um, but so many others, their time in, in, in sports comes to an end at the end of their college career. And, yes, a lot of them have college degrees to show for it, but... Um, you just wonder how much better off they would be set up in life if if they could have had some kind of 
um, financial benefit during that time. So pennies on the dollar. That that education they're getting it costs universities like less than a tenth of a percent of what these players are bringing in for those universities. It's really unfair. Oh, and uh, as we're ending the show, uh, bottom of the eighth, three one, Nationals trailing by two. Bases loaded, two outs. We Hater, might, we might Hater have to watch on the mound. Game. Might have to go watch this game. All right, we're gonna we're gonna skip out now. Watch some baseball. And uh, hey, I'm back. I'm back. I'm not going anywhere, David. What's Batman without his Robin? It's good to have you back, Robin. Now that's just according to your mom. Remember, yeah. I'm just repeating what your mom said. My mom has very bad takes when it comes to podcasting, podcast hosting. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. She's always had very poor takes. When it comes to podcast hosting, every, every almost every one of them, I disagree with. Mom, may need to invite you on the show so you can explain yourself. Uh, and I just don't think you were you. I don't think you said what you meant. Okay. So criticizing someone who criticized you, yeah, total sidekick move, bro. The subjectively correct sport with David Henderson and Anthony Montague.